hosts, Reverend Slippery and Zor, and uh, this is the November, which is likely to be posted possibly in December podcast, so we'll see what happens. Um, when was the last time? September? I think it was September. Could be. I don't know. I, don't I was remember. there, but I forget. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I don't remember now. September or October, uh, and you're, you're going to look it up, aren't you? <laughs> nope. No, uh, I just, I, I made a comment in the scribbles that we're recording the podcast. I wanted to see if anybody said anything. Oh, okay. But nobody has. Nobody has. Um, we don't have a lot on our agenda tonight, so I can have an, an interesting idea, so we'll, uh, we'll talk, talk about that a little bit later. And I've been burping and coughing and... As long as it's only perfect and coffee, yeah, all, I have not stopped talking all day today. It has been on the phone basically the entire day. So that's usually me not stop talking. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so let's see um, news. So I only had two things on here. I mentioned uh, or I put on there um, the Grass Peak removal of the newest in your area. So the uh, you know the newest <coughs> in whatever state or province you're in. From your profiles, if you go to your profile, you click newest. It's that link is the gone. link is gone, but the page still exists. Yes, the link is gone, but the page is is still there. Um, you can do that through the advanced find, which I think I might have used twice ever. <laughs> you can also uh, access that on ca- directly from Cash Up NB. Yes, under resources and recent NB caches will yeah. bring you to our page. Yeah, so and I then th- bookmark it. Yeah, and just leave it on your on your yeah, system. So you have it there. Yeah. Um, I know that. I, well, we were talking about the forums, and there's a lot of people on the forums were griping <clears throat> about it, and it sounds like Groundspeak is up to something with their. Uh, I heard they're redoing your personal like profile type page. Yeah, and I think it's, someone else said something about that the the recent might get changed to somehow be tied to your uh, your home coordinates. Um, so I don't know how that'll work. I loved the recent page. I loved having it on my profile, so I could just, if I log in, I could... I, I only on. used it to see what events were coming Yeah, that, that's, I used it for the events, and I used it when I had to list the most recent caches published for this particular podcast. Or you go I, back and I look. I go yeah. back and look and yeah. see. I just use a, it to keep track of events. Facebook that's all I message. really used it for. Yeah. I'm going to put my phone, because I just got a message. <laughs> so, uh... Let's turn the volume down. Um... Yeah, so if you are looking for that, or if you were, you know, irritated by it, um, you can find the link on Cash Up NB. You can also find it through the advanced finds, and once you have that on your screen, just put it in your favorites list, or put it as a bookmark, or whatever. Um, the only other little news thing I had was uh, uh, Ranger One Seventy. Is that the number? I never yep. remember what number he is. Um, he's doing a, or he did, I guess, another uh, war military-related or themed geo-tour uh, called the Great War Project. Uh, there's been a couple, uh, one or two events about it and a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people are saying they're really enjoying it. And, and the, uh, coin is, the, the coin is really, nice. really nice. I've never seen the coin, so I'm... I didn't think I'd get his other one. Yeah. And we managed to do it, so yeah. I can't say I won't get this one, but I don't see it. Hey, look, somebody's posting. Ted Agusha, every time you make a comment, and if only you knew we were recording right now... It's going to, uh, we're going to get the sound. We're going to get the sound. There you go. Yeah. So you hear it in the background. The, the, the that was, who just commented something? Are you looking? No, oh, I'm just turning my volume oh, up. I'm telling your volume up. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll hear the beeps. So you hear the beeps. So if you listen to the podcast and you hear the beep, you know somebody's uh, probably Tata Gosher is talking to us. Yeah. Um, any other geocaching related news that you can think of that would be useful for our ten, hmm. ten listeners, five listeners? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> News-wise, no, there has been a whole lot going on. Um, 
I just happened tonight to see uh, Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember, from Jeremy Irish. Um, I'm not sure where he is. It looks kind of German, but they created some sort of uh, signal mao or something. It's a beer stein, a beer mug with signal, and he looks German, and he's got the geocaching symbol. It's oh, a beer. Yeah. And he said he's having his first beer in his, in his uh, cup. Oh, okay. And I saw that's, that. So, so they come. He, he's drinking out of some sort of new geocaching mug. <laughs> if that's news, that's kind of uh, that's kind of different. We might have to uh, maybe we can try and find it. Yeah, maybe we could make like mega mugs. Mega mugs. Yeah, mega there mugs we go. Mega and, mugs for the mega next year. Yeah, and yeah. give them out as prizes, or people could buy a mega mug. Yeah, just a big M. Just another thing to add to our list of things we need to do for the Mega. Yeah, because that list isn't long enough as it no, is. No, it's certainly not long enough. We'll add it to Jason's list. We'll yeah, so he, list. He's, handing, he's handling all the merch, so let him deal with yep. it. Um, recent events and caches. Um, so as always, there's the breakfast. I think I went to a breakfast a month ago. Um, I would, was thinking about going to the one this weekend, because there is this weekend there's a bunch of stuff that are going on. Um, but I am on the road yet once again, so I'll be leaving on Saturday. On the road again. On the road again, and uh, and then home for twelve hours, and then gone again. So, <laughs> but uh, thankfully Christmas is uh, is creeping up, and uh, the holidays will be here and have a chance to. Uh, Can you read that? And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, go, go ahead. That's kind yeah. of news. Yeah. Um, so let's let's dive back to that if you want to. Uh, you didn't really get that far. Wait, anyway, we were still yeah. in the shallow end. <laughs> we, we, we didn't have to, you don't have to dive. Um, you can't dive in the shallow end anyway. Um, you were contacted by an old friend of yours. Yes, um, so there's a guy, um, for those, I suppose the world of geocaching, most of the geocachers wouldn't know my, my, my uh, how shall we say, colorful history. In the music, uh, music <laughs> in industry. the music industry here in the Moncton area, so... Back in the mid-90s, I used to publish a magazine called VAJ, V-A-J. And if you're curious what that actually was, it's not what you think it is, but you can uh, you can ask me in person sometime because I'm not going to repeat that on the air. Um, but it was basically a, a fanzine little magazine publication that was all about underground music. And uh, so I, I did that for like five years. And I met a lot of guys, a lot of people, a lot of bands, and anybody from the greater Moncton area that was around and in the local music at the time, probably you guys have heard of the Monoxides. So they're yep. a band from Riverview, really, really nice ba uh, guys, uh, pretty decent music. I actually enjoyed their stuff. Anyway, so I knew their drummer from my from my badge days, and his name's Ken Kelly, so another Ken. And uh, so Ken actually does freelance, uh, he actually does freelance writing for... Uh, Brunswick News. Yeah, Brunswick News. He also, just a little shout out for him, uh, he does a lot of music reviews, uh, so you go to musicnerd.ca and you can see all of his stuff. He's always interviewing bands and, and talking about music there. So there's lots of stuff. So give it a give yeah, it but a check. Didn't wasn't there something just they just get back together? Are they still together? Uh, they're, they're, I think they're. There was I don't, something that just happened. I don't want to say that they're 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 broke up. I don't think they ever really broke up. They're just kind of you know every once in a while they'll do a gig and they've all kind of doing their Maybe own thing. There's still hope for rounded edges. <laughs> there's still hope for yeah. That's an, entire, an entirely other discussion. I did, however, see on Facebook because Ken, I have Ken on my friends list on Facebook, and Ken had posted a picture from his Monoxide days because they toured with ZZ Top. Really? They actually opened for ZZ Top on five on five stops on a Canadian tour. And so he posted a picture of the Monoxides with ZZ, ZZ Top, Top, and he uh, he said he said uh, their their handler or whoever it was for ZZ Top says these guys are the Monoxides. They've been opening you f opening for the last uh, five acts. And Billy Gibbons said, 
oh, cool. <laughs> and then they took the picture. So that was uh, Ken's big highlight. And the, the singer, uh, Steve, he's got this big grin on his face. And they take the picture. And he says, Steve's, Steve's face kind of says it all. <laughs> um, anyway, so getting back to our, <laughs> yeah. uh, off our sidebar conversation here. So Ken, Ken contacted me uh, wanting to do a story about geocaching. So we... Uh, Three of us sat down. At uh, Damascus. Yeah. And uh, had uh, quite a chat. So we talked a little bit about our history and, yep. and uh, the con- uh, I think Scrabble Cache and um, Amazing Race were some of the things he really wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Cause but he, he wanted the history of Cache up too. Yeah, because he, uh, he says, you know, I think he said, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask about the Amazing Race. And so we had a little, a little chat about that. But he was really interested in Scrabble Cache and the winner contest. And then so uh, you went out with uh, the photographer and, and some folks, didn't you? Yeah, we went out with uh, Victor um, Pivarov from the Times and Transcript. He won a Canadian like Pulitzer a few years ago. Remember the picture? The guy that robbed the store in uh, Lakeville Trailer Park was running with a knife yeah. out of the store. Yeah. Victor took that picture. Now, I've been on photo shoots with him before for the Dobson Trail and other okay. scouting events. He's, he's been the photographer. But he came out, and we had Evil C and Super Wife and, and uh, three boys. And we went to find... Um, we just went off the Dobson Trail and faked finding a cache. Of course, we didn't have to find a real one. So we brought up some fake ones, and it did a photo shoot with them and the three boys to go along with the story. Cool. But I, I'm curious to see where the story's going to go, because it was very broad. He asked about the, he emailed me asking about the old winter contest, that, the provincial one when it started. Okay. And I guess probably 2005, 2006. It, it had been a year or two once I started in 2000, and what year did we start, seven? Seven, I think. Seven. Right? So I think it was already a year or two old, so I said, I'm thinking 2005. Don't quote me. Don't you love accuracy when you're <laughs> writing a newspaper article? <laughs> and he laughed. He goes, yeah, I said, that should work. And then he asked about, uh, he wants to know about a, a challenging cache that we found. Okay. And so it's, he took a lot of different information from cash up, from the old uh, contest that we used to have. And we mentioned the come out and play. We explained the old yeah. come out and play to him yeah. at the same time. So he's got a lot of information there, and I don't know. How big of an article is going to be? I believe it's coming out Saturday. Oh, is it really? In the Telegraph Journal. Oh, yes, Telegraph Journal. It's going to be Telegraph Journal. I, I, he said the 29th, so is that Saturday? That Sounds about Saturday. Right. That's, that's so, uh, Evil C's birthday. There you go. We'll have, <laughs> we're gonna, and he's going to be in the newspaper <laughs> picture. And with him and the, bo- the boys were excellent. They were really good. They, they, were, they were into it. We went oh, and yeah. found the uh, NB Trails cache on the Dobson. Oh, okay. Because well, yeah. the photographer was late, so we went for a hike. We found that. Ran into uh, half of the old army of two. Oh, okay. Uh, Savannah. We were, yeah. And, uh, I brought, she didn't have a GPS. She didn't even know it was there. Oh. So I brought her in, and we found it. She signed the log. She she got out her phone and logged it on her phone. Nice. And uh, then we just did a little hike, and we came back out, did the photo shoot, and we were gone. Cool. Turned cool. out really well. So look for the newspaper. Don't quote me. I'm, <laughs> I'm quoting what, what the photographer said, but I believe it's the 29th. It's going to be okay. in the Telegraph Journal. So I'm going to ask you to get me a copy of that paper if oh, it is out. Um, I hate when people give me work to do. Every time I ask my wife to do it, she forgets. I love my wife dearly, but she's forgotten too. I love your wife dearly. But. <laughs> um, and all the, at the same time too, though, Ken also said that he would send us the article after it had been published, so we can. I think show it's a it. PDF or something. Yeah, along those lines. send it to us so we can publish it and let people see. Because after it. it's published, he owns the article, yeah. Yeah. so he can do what he wants with it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a kind of interesting thing when he mentioned that. Yeah. He writes articles. They have first dibs on it. Yeah. Once they publish it, 
he now has freedom to spread it where to, to do go, whatever because he was the one that wrote it. He was the one that wrote it, but they get first rights yeah. to it. And, they, yeah. Yeah. and then he can put it in the the onion or the Huffington <laughs> Post if he wants. True enough. So uh, yeah, so a little bit of press there. I I think we're probably going to be uh, circling back to him as well uh, for some mega stuff probably. Yeah. Um, he was really interested in that, and and it sounds like if he's gathering quite a bit, then maybe they're going to do maybe they're, it's going to be one big story, or it might be a series, a couple stories about it. You never really know. Um, so that's that's kind of nice. It's always nice to see a little bit about geocaching in the uh, in the news. It, it is, as long as it doesn't attract too many new people that are just using their cell phones yeah. and not, not generating proper accounts. <laughs> we'll get to that later, perhaps. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I'm going to skip over, so I was talking about recent events. I'm going to skip over we the Falls, Falls Brookes Center. Yeah, sure, we, we'll bring it up uh, we'll, I've got it in the, uh, in the topic, so we can come back to that. Uh, I mentioned the Great War launch already. There was an orange juice flash mob. I didn't quite catch the whole thing. I, about I didn't even know that happened. Um, so I it saw was that. so quick, I missed it. It was so fast. That's how fast the flash mob. Mm-hmm. Um, the drop events, the TV drop event. This was for the Mega. This went on last I, weekend. Yeah, last weekend, um, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I guess we can bring that up with the uh, the trackable race later. TV drop event maybe not have been the best name for that event. Yeah, because people dropped their <laughs> TVs in it. We really didn't want them dropped. We just wanted them left. Yeah, there, right? that's true. We'll talk about that with the trackables. So if anybody else is going to try to get some to yeah. us, they'll know. Um, and so, uh, this list now is actually a little old, uh, because it's been since the last time I did these notes, hmm. um, but regular hides, some new ge- geocaches, this obviously is not fully inclusive, just a few names, Boo Quinn, Hillbilly Bob did a bunch on the Dobson, I saw you filled some gaps on the Dobson. Gap filling. That man's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Stepnath, WB Bill, Booty Casher. Wibble. <laughs> Wibble? I, I think that's what, I think it's Wibble. Uh, Polly. Booty uh, Casher. GeoPro29, we can have a conversation about that. Um, yeah. I just put the PEI guys, because there's a yeah, bunch of people from... Yeah, what's the PE, Prince Edward, yeah, Connecting Trail, whatever it is. Uh, the PE, a bunch of guys from PEI came out, uh, and were uh, hiding caches here in New Brunswick. And, um, as always, Gravies. Gravies hid caches? I saw that there were caches hidden by Gravies. I was up looking at, a, at the map up north, looking up an old cache for the story, actually, for the newspaper article. And I noticed uh, some, some nice trails up there. That's, that could be a target for us someday if we ever get back into being hardcore caches. Hardcore, yeah. And they go up and head that way. Ted Gooster's hiding caches? I, I saw he, that there were I thought a few. he just complained about them. <laughs> no, I did see. He actually did hide a few. So Excellent. That's a, um, Did he archive any? I don't know. We don't get the archive. Oh, I wouldn't get the archive. Depends where. I suppose he had to archive them if he wanted to go and get, take the containers out. I don't think he leaves them in the woods. Well, not according <laughs> to him, he doesn't. <laughs> you know, can't leave your geo trash in the uh, outside there now. Hi, you're having a drink of Pepsi, and I am having a glass of Forty Creek Evolution. If anybody wants to try, it, let me know. It's brand new. It just came out. Mr. King of the Whiskey. Mr. King of the Whiskey. I'd rather do the, the we should do the podcast here because now I can drink whiskey and <laughs> don't have to drive home. Well, we've been doing it at my place for like, what, two and a half years? Two, all three yeah, years, maybe? So maybe we'll, so we'll, we'll trade, trade for a while. Yeah. Um, did you want to chat about Mr. Uh... Yeah, well, <laughs> and we see that and people are talking and people are complaining, I guess. And I guess in, in a silent protest, no one's going to find them. Yes, that's true. But uh, GeoPro 29 and, and uh, Nick Sampierre is, is the name of the uh, of the account. And GeoPro 
actually has his account verified, but the other guy doesn't. Okay. So if there's an issue with his cash, you can't contact him. The only way to do it is put it on the listing. I They seem like they might be teenagers. They might be youngsters doing it. Just from the writing, from the, the way the caches are read up, and I guess from one of the responses that somebody got from one of them. But they're not putting out... And, and I, I don't want to be critical. They're not putting out quality caches, and they're not putting them in, in the best of places. But Riverview is... You know, places to hide a cache in Riverview are few and far between. Yeah, very limited. You can't say few and far between, because... <coughs> It's few and uh, too close. Yeah, few, too indeed. But they're putting some out, and there's there's issues with them. They're, they when they put new coordinates on one of them, they were putting the coordinates in a different format. It was a decimal, the five, the full decimal. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. it'd be like sixty-four north and eight decimal points. Yeah. So obviously, they're. I don't think they're using the right uh, coordinate system. Well, yeah, the coordinate format. Yeah, format. So that could be the problem because they all seemed to be fifteen to twenty meters off. The people who put in the time, like Buquin or Jim, and Misha went out and found some, and they were all off by quite a bit, and the containers aren't up to snuff. Okay. And um, I found one, I've only found one, and I DNF'd one, and then now that's archived. But uh, I hate to see that, because they seem really keen to hide caches. They seem excited about it, the way their listings are kind of different, but... Um, they're saying most amazing cash and the best camo and everyone will love this cash and everyone will love this cash and everyone will love this cash and and they're not putting out real good caches but they're putting out what they think is good caches because they've only found twenty or thirty caches yeah, so and and most of them have been have been each other's caches <laughs> so it's it's a shame that you're able to create an account without verifying it, and so nobody can get in touch with you. Yeah, that's true. I There's agree. a lot of them out there. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about and, that. Uh, and it's kind of hard, because a lot of us are sometimes critical. I'm one. They, oh, my God, they put out this crap, and I wish they wouldn't hide these. And Then I saw there was a couple really bad cash. They said he was going to put out one for every baseball team in Major League Baseball. I was like, no, don't. <laughs> Especially not in Riverview. But, um, well, I think one of the things to consider, I mean... Because, you know, we're usually, we're not too critical on our, on our podcast. I'm a little more critical than uh, you. you. Yeah, you would, but I, I think the thing here, though, is is that you've got you've got two people who are hiding caches, and um, it's very apparent in, in mm. amongst other cachers that there's something wrong with the way they're doing it. And as you mentioned, with so with one of them, there's no way to contact the owner, and if they are getting the logs, well, I mean, I guess maybe they wouldn't even be getting logs because the emails are not verified, but... If they're not seeing the the messages that are coming in off the logs, they're not they're not hearing what other people have that's to say. That's true. I never thought of that. If they didn't verify their account, are they getting the emails for the logs? Yeah, and that's that's something too. Like so, with with one of them, his account is verified, and you could email and so forth. But I think that I mean I know for myself, I I had an experience with uh, with someone who was it wasn't with a cash, but it was with an event. And I, I remember very. Well, you very had an experience with one of your caches behind your house. Yeah, and I, with Paul and Stacey. And you know what? You know what? Well, I'll, let me tell you the story of the event, and I'm sure we've told the Alan Skull story before. But, yeah. Um, so I, I had, I'm not, you know, usually I, I try to ride the line of whether or not I think I should email somebody about a cache or something if I think it's a big deal. And there was a situation that was going on with an event, and it actually had to do with people who were publishing 
um, you know, the breakfast events, and they were pu- publishing like three of them at yeah. a time, yep. and people were getting confused by which ones. I logged the wrong one in St. John. Yeah, so it was it was a big problem, and people stopped doing it because it was creating confusion. And somebody else had started to do that, and I just sent a very quick little brief email to say, you know, it's up to you. Obviously, your event, the way you're doing it, and. The person replied back and was extremely nasty in their email. Basically told me that if I thought that I could do a better job, that I should be taking over their events. And it was just... And so it really... That was totally not the intention I was trying to... I think I know what event you're referring to. Yeah, so... But regardless, so for me, it kind of turned me off. Like, all I'm trying to do is be helpful. I'm just trying to to help someone. And they're turning around, and, and pardon me for saying this, but they're shitting all over me. And I was just trying, I'm not criticizing you, I'm just saying this is what can happen. And so, I think there's some resistance. Some people I've seen in the the, the, the scribbles of people saying, well, you know, you could send an email and this and that. And it's really hard to do that, because you really have no idea how the person might take the, take, because if you spent, if, if one of these people are really, are truly, really proud of what they're doing, and all of a sudden they start getting all these messages, it might really discourage them from doing anything else. Especially if they're young, because if they're young, they probably really don't know how to take constructive criticism. Well, could you imagine seeing me or you or, or, or somebody else, or one of us older cashers, yeah. in our 40s, we'll say, or even older, <laughs> you know, going after a 16-year-old kid and telling him he's doing it all wrong. Yeah. That's not right. And I didn't, I've never said anything to these cashers. I've, I DNF'd one, and I found one. And I didn't say anything other than... You know, I found it or I didn't find it. I didn't say anything critical about that. Now, I'm saying it behind their back and in the scribbles, but if I was to meet one of them or talk to them, I would try to encourage them. Yeah, And I think exactly. that's what most of us are trying to... Can I, hey, listen, instead of this, try it this way. Look, yeah. I've learned this. Type this, this type of container. And you yeah. shouldn't hide one here because it won't work. Exactly. And, and when yeah. they're really, really new and they get really, really excited and they, they just don't know and they start going crazy like that, then... That's when we end up with people who hide them where they're 40 and meters disappear. off. And then, you know, people disappear. The, the then disappear. the cashers disappear. Yeah. Like, and it stays out there. Well, and they get discouraged because people yeah. are writing nasty messages or whatever. And and so what's going on right now where people are sort of this silent protest where they're deciding that if they see caches with those people's names, because of the history, now people are just saying, we're not going to go find them. Let somebody well, else deal the, with that. The, the tank cache over in Centennial Park. And Seppet went and looked, and he says, I had a good look, I don't see it, the coordinates must be off, because there's no words in the tank, I'm going to wait for somebody else to find it before I come back. I think that was a fair sure, thing to sure, say. Absolutely. He was saying, there is an issue here, obviously it appears to be, I'm going to wait and see if it gets worked out, yeah. and I'll come back. He didn't go off and tell him, this sucks, you should yeah, be exactly. all the you know, Now, in the scribble, sometimes people say, you know, we're a little more blunt in there, some people are, and, and say stuff, and... But I, I tend to be a little bit. I think I think when you're talking community websites, it's sort of a different mentality than when it is on the logs because people yeah. are probably a little more than more likely. Local. These these people are not here. They're no, not members of Cash Up. They haven't signed they up. They don't know or the, yeah. yeah. Um, and so when you're talking, you mentioned my my cash. So Alan Skull. So the story on that, you know, uh, Paul Merrigan from Paul and Stacy. Yep. He went out. He found this cache, and this was when I had just started hiding caches. I was really new to this. Nobody the knew who you were at the time. Nobody had any clue who I was. And I hid one um, off my backyard, down the bank, right along the river. And um, it was in a very crappy location. It was in the middle, literally in the middle of a garbage heap. And Paul called me on it. He wrote it on his log, and he basically said, you know, nice view, but this is a horrible place for a cache. Why would you ever want to bring somebody there and this sort of thing? And 
you know, I was thinking when I hid the cache all about the view and seeing, because it's and a I, really nice and view. back seven, eight years ago, caching was still about the view. <laughs> yeah, really. Now it's about being able to fit one in. Yeah. And, and so then when he put this in, I could have very easily been insulted by it. It could have been like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to... But, you know, I'm a little older, I have a little bit, you know, thicker skin, I can take a little bit of criticism, and I... I and Paul's a little guy, he could probably take him anyway. <laughs> Maybe. But you know what, I, I read the log, and I'm like, you know what, I never thought of the way you put that, and almost, I remember what I ended up doing, I moved it way, probably yeah. almost 100 meters the other direction, and it was completely away from all of the garbage and all of the other stuff, and, uh, and then somebody else who, I think somebody else actually went back, and said, yeah, this is a way better spot. Same nice view, but way better area. And I ended up archiving the cache. Actually, anyway. by the time I found it, I walked. I had met you at that time. And I walked through your backyard, yeah. through the garbage pile, yeah. <laughs> da- and down the riverfront yeah. to get it. Yeah. yeah, I came and found it from your yard, because yeah. I had met you by then. So, like, if in I think the whole maturity thing, as you get to be a little bit older, you can kind of take it a little bit. I mean, some people can't. That's yeah. just the nature. But, you know, younger people, if you were to sort of criticize or tell them something, you know, you're not really doing it the way you should or we think you should do it, a lot of people might not take that as well. And, and Yeah, it's more so a lot of us, and I know, I, I guarantee it, 99% of us are trying to coach, trying to yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I then agree. there's some that, that and, and, and I'm not think, naming anybody <laughs> or thinking anybody specific, that are just doing it to be a jerk. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody there genuinely, they might be upset and think, oh, this, this frustrates me, right? But, but it, I mean, it does frustrate me. And that's, that's one thing for me. Like, I've seen them and I thought, well, you know, one of these days I want to go out and do well, a run, not going run, run around the city. And I'm like, you know, I know what's going on with this, this person's caches and I'm not, I don't want to get in the middle of that because I know how frustrating it is for me to go somewhere and look and look and look and look and I can't find it. And I, I'm not interested in spending 25 minutes looking for a cache that's not really meant to be hard, hard to find. You know, yeah. if I'm going to find a, a nano on a tank, okay, you sure. Know it. I know I'm going to be the, there an hour. And the difficulty's up on those. Yeah. Normally. Normally. So. These guys are listing them as one-on-ones, you know. I think it's automatically one-and-a-half when you do a catch. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, But they actually have one where he changed it to a one at the tank. It's actually and a said, one. And said that it's wheelchair, wheelchair accessible. So, you have to think it's at least... A foot off the ground and no more than four feet up. Yeah. That somebody could, could get it. And it's possible on a tank. There's lots of hidey holes in there. Well. But it's like other cashers, older cashers that have been around for years. And I'll just, uh, a funky Nassau cache, Fantastic Razor, Energizer Bunny. They hit a lot of cashers early on. And if I see one of their cashers that's still active, I am checking the logs to make sure it's still findable. Sure, absolutely. If there's... Half a dozen DNFs, it's probably gone because it's so old, it's just gone. Yeah. If people found it in the last few months, okay, it's probably there. Yeah. I've learned that because they've been out of the game for a while, and they're, it, it's just natural. They've been out of the yeah. game, but they left their caches there. They do archive them every once in a while. They yeah. will go on. You will, will get one every once in a while. That they will archive. Speaking of Funky, we saw him, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, he's still in, he's still in town. We bumped into him. He's still the same, hasn't changed. <laughs> Anybody who knows who knows Alex, he hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, very outgoing, very. You know what's the word? Um, jovial, yes. and 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 approachable, and yeah. talk, you could yeah, talk. Really, to really him. nice. Yeah, yeah really, really that nice. way he's 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 he'll sit down and, and when you're talking to him, you're talking to him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really like about the guy. You're talking to him. He's there and he's talking to you. Yeah, he's uh, so. he's present. 
Yeah. So cool. Well, so we talked about uh, the new geocaches and yes. the problem that some people are finding with these yes, and silent protests by not finding them. Um, I guess the PEI caches are uh, along the trail in Port Elgin are just like the ones over there. They're they're double containered with a ziplock oh, bag. Yeah. Yep. But um, it's kind of wet. It's off the old rail bed, so you got to go down the ditch and for some of them and in, oh, okay. into the alders or into the trees. Oh, really? So uh, I, w- I was told if it's a wet time, if it's a wet season, it will be wet there. <laughs> so stay clear unless it's yeah. dry. But it's a good solid trail. I've been on sections of that trail. Okay, it's a good solid trail. Hmm. But I guess they're running out of room in PEI, and they don't have a shortage of containers. Yeah, because so. they're good quality. You know, if a cash goes missing, there it's missing. The contain because it's yeah, double, that is true. Because it's double. It's like getting your Tim Hortons coffee double cup. You know, you make sure <laughs> yeah. it doesn't leak. Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're good. They're good caches. Well, that's good to hear. I've heard a bunch of people grabbing uh, fines for them, yep. so that's good. Uh, me personally, I know it's getting winter time, but if with the contest coming up to go do a hundred caches on a trail like that in a day. You could almost fill your battle cache and your scrabble cache. <laughs> yeah, very, very quickly. We're going to talk about the. Yeah, uh, why don't we do that now? Why don't we? Why don't we talk about one thing? Um, the battle cache is you just enter your GC codes and it automatically. I have no idea how it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I played it two years ago, and I guess scrabble cache is going to be very similar. You you're going to go to cache up and enter your GC code. Can you talk to that? Yes, I can. So. Um, I'm going to pour another glass of whiskey while you're talking. <laughs> All right. So, um, so first off, today... Oh, oh is that Tedda? Yeah. Yep. Zor, get Rye Slurpee to find Sussex on the map. <laughs> That's because I didn't go to the event. <laughs> so, let me t- uh, let me have a little conversation here about Scrabble Cash. So, and I'm going to pour myself a glass of rye. <laughs> um, while... Um, so, obviously, if you've been on Cash Up NB, you've probably seen the announcements that came out from, uh, from Treehugger, or a.k.a. Natalie... Uh, regarding the new come out and play, so when they had the bye bye winter bash back in April, uh, it was announced that uh, Milo's heart or Gwen, uh, Gwen and Terry, I should say, um, were no longer going to be uh, sticking with the contest, mainly because of uh, other responsibilities. And so this got um, me. Natalie wanted to take it over, and she had some ideas, and she actually approached me. Wow, it must have been July. It was early in the it was early in the summer. Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, told me what she had in mind, and I said, "Was yeah. it daytime, nighttime? Do you remember?" I was on the road. She <laughs> she emailed <laughs> me and said, "You know, can can I call you or can we call or talk or something?" So I, I I was in a hotel room somewhere. I don't even remember where, but I was having this conversation. Um, so anyway, basically, what's happened is, yep, we've we've gone ahead and we've uh, we're doing come out and play twenty fourteen. Um, but the old style contest of having you know forty four different tasks um, that has gone away, so that's gone, and it's been replaced with Scrabble Cash. And this is it. I haven't seen it said anywhere, but I will go on record as saying it's obviously that this has been inspired by Battle Cash because you have the Battleship game and we have the Scrabble game. And the big thing that changed, which was a very uh, big deal for me, make sure me, we can do a clue. <laughs> Clue cache? Yeah, somebody killed somebody with a geocache <laughs> in, in the uh, in the park. In the park, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can do a Clue game. A Clue game. Um, that would be a cool series to make a Clue kind of game. In the with series. a puzzle. And in a puzzle, puzzle caches. And, you have to, and to get the final, you have to figure out who, who killed who with oh. what. And, oh, somebody do that, eh? So I can go do it. <laughs> but it has to be in Moncton, not in Sussex. <laughs> I, don't go, I don't go there. So... 
one of the one of the complaints that we heard from some people who wanted to play come out and play but chose not to was the fact that all the scoring was based on difficulty and terrain. So the difficulty and terrain rating of a cache, that's how you equated the score. So if you already had high difficulty or high terrain caches, like the five fives, mm -hmm. uh, if you had already gotten all of those, um, then you basically you weren't going to be able to get much of a high score. So a lot of people were kind of going really, really far, and it was a little bit harder for seasoned cachers to get good scores. And you really had to plan and think. Yeah. Battle cache was different because you could just go anywhere, and your code would... If your code, you know, you take the code and use the code and you could get a shot. And, and at the end, if you needed three or four spots, that's when you did your play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Scrabble Cache works the same way. Um, so instead of doing a task, there's going to be a board. And the, the way it will work is you're trying to spell words. All the words have been predefined. And I saw it today, actually. You get a point per word. So the longer words, you get more points. Um, and that's basically how you're scored. And what will happen is, the, the interface hasn't been put online yet, um, it's in development, the long story behind that, me and, uh, well not, I have been doing the development, Evil C's been doing the development, but uh, Chris has usually got, you know, some flex time, but his work has been insane lately, so uh, yeah. we're a little bit behind in trying to get the uh, the interface up and running, but I... You never complain when you get good volunteers. That's exactly and true, and have, I'm not complaining and in we any have, way. And we have a good volunteer <laughs> in Evil C. So, uh, so I'm not complaining, just, you know, we'll, it'll, it, to use the, the terminology they used to say about Duke Nukem Forever, this is a game that was in development for like 15 years, and they used to say... It's done when it's done. <laughs> so yeah. when it hap when it gets done, it'll be done. Um, so you're talking about putting the code in. Uh, basically, the system is going to work where you have to be connected to cash up with your geocaching.com account. So that is a requirement. You can't just register with any name. Uh, you have to use. You have to. Uh, you have to certify your account through yeah. GC. Yeah. You have to yeah. use. You know the uh, connect with GC. So you have to do that. And the first time that you. Uh, connect through the contest, it's going to ask you for your fines. So you click a little button and it'll retrieve all your fines um, between the start and end dates of the contest. It'll retrieve all of them and you can refresh that at any time. And basically what happens is, and I haven't seen the final version, but based on what me and uh, Chris have been talking about, um, you'll see a Scrabble board. So you'll actually see the tiles on screen and them intersecting and such. So you'll see this, the, the Scrabble tiles. You click on a letter and when you click on a letter, you can pick the code you want, but it filters the list of codes. So it'll only show you GC codes from your finds or from your finds that will allow you to, to pick that letter. So you couldn't pick a letter on the board and pick the wrong code. Okay. For hides, you type the code in manually. So there'll be an entry point where you can type yeah, the hide. Yeah, you can't download your, the API won't get your hides. Yeah, so that's it exactly. Um, so you can put in all your hides and you basically hit validate or whatever the button name is. And it goes to and scans all the codes you've entered and checks whether or not you're the owner. And as long as you're the owner and it was published in yes. the range of the contest, that is considered a valid code for that whatever letter it might be. How smart is Chris? All right, so that's, uh, that's kind of the system. We were trying to avoid the problem that we had with the original Come Out and Play, which is that people always get the codes wrong. People had to manually type the codes the on the form, and they would get them. They would forget a code. They would forget a letter. So we're trying to remove that. We can't do it with the hides, but you can't submit a hide as a letter unless, unless it's you, validated. Unless it's a valid code. Yeah, so yeah. you put the code in, you hit validate, and it'll tell you you own this cache. It's good for this. But GC Lewis won't work. 
Yeah, that's right. Because none of those letters are in. Um, and then, so the scoring and all that will be handled all through this plugin. But um, that will be. So we are Wednesday. All day. Contest starts Monday. Um, all the launch events are happening this weekend. Yeah. Um, so I'm going. There's one here. Is it the breakfast? The breakfast is a launch event. Yeah. Um, if you go on, I mean, well, we I talk. thought. The, the Mon Pa breakfast is the yeah, launch event. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I, 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 I thought Tiger Tracker was having. There, maybe there is. I thought I read, or maybe you can. You look. keep talking, and I'm going to look. Um, but yeah, all the launch events are happening this weekend. Some have been combined with breakfast. Some are just regular, normal uh, launches. Um, and the contest officially starts on December first, so it's Monday. So what are the contest? Play Monk in this Tiger Tracker. Okay. And Fredericton, Milo's Heart, Woodstock, Disco 318. Um, the actual breakfast is on the 30th. Okay. So, so there's, uh, the one in Moncton is on the 29th, 28th. Fredericton, that's tomorrow night. Today, 27th? Yeah. 26th. So Friday night. Fr- Friday night? There's an event Friday night? Well, it says 1128. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah, Although probably no one's going to get this until after the fact. <laughs> It is come out and play launch on February 28th at Moosers between 6 and 8 p.m. on Friday. Hey, i got to go to work for 9, so I'll just go to the event and go to work early. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so I guess they are doing that. So they're, 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 are, they're doing that. The breakfast is just a normal breakfast. Okay, cool, cool. But um, uh, Marakma's doing one in St. John on, on the 30th. Beresford by Stepnath on the 30th. And then... No, and then there's the the three other the regular breakfast, the well, two, uh, the two, two breakfast plus the magas in there and, and the mega, yeah. Actually, that's I've that's, seen this where the whole page has been events, yeah, which is cool. It's nice to see that there's a the lot entry of entry trackable drop down is still there. I suppose you can keep it up for a little while longer. I usually leave an event until uh, somebody tells me usually in it. archive, but it keeps popping up on my closest to home. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I mean, the, the plan is obviously that once the uh, once the contest is live, which would be December 1st, we'll have our interface. If for some reason, I mean, by the time you hear this podcast, it'll all... This will all start. be done, yeah. Um, if by the time the contest starts, we still haven't had the so interface... So we're like talking in the future or the past? Maybe both. Oh my. When this comes out, it'll be the future. <laughs> oh, that's deep. Um, yeah. If, if, Maybe that's if, the whiskey yeah. talking. If there is, for some reason, a, uh, we don't get the code in the plugin or the whatever the interface ready uh, for the launch, you can just track your code. You could even go. do this on the very last day. Yeah, you could. There's, you could go and fill your whole Scrabble board on the last day. Just go to there and say boom and apply everything. Because you're because you can simply just click on the letters and you can see the the codes. Um, that'll be the difference between what we're doing and what Battlecache is doing. Uh, Battlecache, you just type the code in and it checks it, whereas we're sort of trying to eliminate the manual entry. If the GroundSpeak API would let us retrieve your hides, we wouldn't even have to yeah. put in the form, um, which is part of the, also the part of the reason why we're late getting the code out, because yeah. Chris had the whole thing almost done, and we, we had, realized we, hides we, didn't work. Hides didn't work, so we had to, uh, we had to change it. But anyway... Uh, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen um, this year to see how it goes. Like, it's it's a different contest. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see more people um, actually playing come out and play because I know there was a bunch of people that wouldn't play it because of the old system. So, But they all played Battlecash. Is there still a registration type thing? You have to go and register and put just on? Click your, just click your name to say connect, grab your 
your things, and that's it. That's it's the same thing as come out and play. So as soon as you start playing, it's automatically registered. Yeah, you're, you're, there'll be a tab or whatever it is. Because the other one, play. come out and play. We just have to register to say you were going to play, and then you went and played. But this one, as soon as you play, it's, it's well. As soon as soon as you click on the link to go into the yeah. the, the screen or it's whatever, start creating the, your database. The first time you go in, it'll ask you something. But that's sort of the registration process. Um, and then after that, it's just you go in and uh, and we'll be we'll be working at it. So that is Scrabble Cash. So keep an eye out for that. It might be up by the time this podcast. <laughs> Possibly there'll be a story coming out on the weekend about a geo tour that's going on in the Gulf of Maine. Um, which is kind of a cool little story, um, which reminds me, sidebar, while well, it's related to that. Oh, th- but that's already an existing thing. <laughs> yeah. They just want to bring it back up again. Um, they, uh, they, did you see the emails that came? I did, but I kind of leave that stuff to you. Yeah, they, they asked us to update the fund, well, the, the yes. cash. did you do that? And I did update, because yeah. we can't, I couldn't contact Fundy. I told them to actually. There's nobody there right There's now. nobody there, so I changed it, and, um, I only changed it in English, and Nemo's <laughs> translated it to French for me. And I told them, I said, it shouldn't be an issue, but I want to make sure that uh, Fundy knows about that. Anybody's wondering about Nemo at Die Die? He's, he's still out there. He just doesn't <laughs> cash much, but he's been a big help for the Mega. Yes, yes. Um, before we get to our Mega update, you want to have a chat about the Falls Brook Center? <laughs> yeah, because we kind of recent event, but we, that's this month's topic, too. Yeah, so we didn't even... That was very <laughs> a very, very interesting day. It was a long drive. Was it about three, three hours? Three, a little two, more, three and a half, three, yeah, three hours. From, from Riverview, from to get there. And we just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And then <laughs> it turned into a dirt road. And then there was this, the road branched off. And there was this barn, barn, barn looking <laughs> place. And we pulled in. And there was nobody there to greet us but a very friendly little black cat. <laughs> oh, who yeah. followed everybody around. And the cat was all over the farm. That, it was, but then we met... Um, Natalie. Uh, no, we met. No, we met uh, Rosie. Oh no, the guy, Mark. 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 We met Mark, Mark first. Then we met Natalie, and then Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. And uh, what a, a! I'm not going to call them Triangan hippies, <laughs> but they're very eco-minded. And and the Fallsbrook Center is all about sustainability. Yes. And they did a little demo, a little speech about how they see sustainability, and. And all that stuff. It was very, very interesting. It's a very eco-friendly place, right down to the outhouse that just uses sawdust. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite different. It doesn't go down in the hole. It goes into a pile of sawdust when you use the outhouse. And uh, they just want to be self, self-sustained. Yeah. You know, they installed all their um, solar. Solar. They're yeah. Running by solar. Um, somebody lives there all year round. I think in the in the peak season, they probably all three or four, or however many there are. Uh, I think there's five or six of them actually. We only met three. Yeah. Actually, stay there and live on on the the compound. We'll the, call it the grounds. Yeah, on the grounds. Um, was it ninety something? About ninety acres. Hundred acres, they said. I believe. I think it was a little under. Was that. it a little it was ninety under. something? It backs on um, to uh, a really nice little river, and um, the, their neighbor next door is the one they bought the land off of. It was his wife's family land. And when they moved there, he bought the land next door. And they, they anyway, the, the the land actually belonged to his wife. And when he found out that these people were looking for it to do what they wanted to do, he gave them a good good deal really? of the land and yeah, sold it to good. them. And he's there all the time. He's like their handyman <coughs> now. He helps them. He's a retired gentleman. Okay, cool. And uh, well, they're all ex potato farmers up there. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting with a uh, mad puck. We don't hit all the caches. Yeah, and so there were... Shadow, Ned Five. Five, five caches. 
Five or six. Because there was a puzzle. There was a puzzle at the end, and there was—I think there was five. Yeah. I, I want to say there's five and five. Maybe anyway, whatever there was. I'll give you a hint. If you do go, there's one down by the river. There is a trail. It's longer, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah, we uh, a few bushwhacked down, and they, they regret doing it. <laughs> yeah, I actually—I think that was number three or number four, whichever one it was. Yeah. I updated the listing to include. I actually dialed, yes. I dialed up the the terrain rating and put a note about the trail to say find the trail, take the trail. It does lead you two hundred meters away, but then you connect and follow another trail, yeah. and it brings you right down to the river. Really beautiful little river there. Yeah, a really, really nice spot. I was quite surprised by the area. Like, it really is in it's, the middle of nowhere. It's fairly open. Most of it is, is a wide open field, but the yeah. patch is on the edge of it. Except for down by the river. Uh, a, a warning, it, there is wildlife. There are coyotes. There are bears. Yeah. They've, they saw three bears a couple of days before we got there. So just make, your, make some noise and bring your bear bell. You're they, in the woods. It's very, very... But uh, nice little wooden coin. Yeah, the coin is really nice. Get into the visit visitor center. Get in and visit them. Go talk to them. Get it. Get it, Go in their barn. Go in everywhere. They were. Uh, they were very. We had a lot of people show up for something yeah. right out in the middle of nowhere. And it's so funny. I'm walking through the woods and I, I'm talking to Natalie that worked there, Natalie Nadeau, and she said, "Oh, I grew up in Nervio." I said, "Oh, that's sort of my wife." Oh, yeah. And we talked. With, well, I said, "My wife grew up in, in this area." She was. Well, I was on this street. I said. Are you part of that family? They literally lived across the street and dumped a house on my wife. <laughs> my wife, my wife's daughter used to babysit her. I actually babysit, went there with my wife to babysit Natalie when she was young. That I is crazy. That. That's funny. And we started talking, and I said, "Isn't that something?" So definitely a small world. It is a small world, and, but they're they're very very happy with what they're doing. They yeah. love what they're doing. Yeah. They're very energetic about it, uh, and they love to see you. Please go out and visit them. Yeah, they. Um, you know, they were very, very happy with the amount of people that came out. I was actually quite we surprised. Had about 25, 30 people? Yeah, there was a lot that went out. We, you know, they, they, we gave a, they, they gave away quite a few coins because um, it is a coin challenge. It's, it's six caches. You could probably do the whole thing in under two hours, I'd say, probably. Yeah. Um, and it's not hard. Uh, you are welcome to go. They said that you are welcome to go at any time. Um, no, no dogs on the property. They were clear about that. Um, and so the, the program will remain open until they rem, they run out of ca uh, coins. And if they choose to do another one, they, they might. You know what, what I like about this one? And it's because it's different. All our other challenges have been urban. Yeah. Most of them. Now, even Rangers uh, 2 Series are probably on roads. You know, following the highway. Yeah. It's not the route that the soldiers march and all this stuff. But... This is our first challenge, other than, well, I don't consider Funday Park or Cushenberg Park urban, but it's a park. It's a, it's a it's national a, park. It's a, it's a, it's a different very, story. It's a visit. This is middle of nowhere, people just trying to get by, and they, they come up with this, and I think the money they spent is a lot of money for them. Yeah, I Compared I was, to the national park or a city. I, I, was, I was very surprised. It was a huge investment for, for what they're doing. I, I said to them, because they asked, you know, we were interested in, in partnering with you to do mm -hmm. something. And I basically made a suggestion of, let's, you know, we could do an event and hide some caches and maybe bring some people out. And they're like, well, no, what, what else do you have? I said, well, if you have some money, we can do this Geocoin program. And I explained the whole thing. And they just jumped at it. They're like, we love the idea. When we, I said that you could do a wooden coin. They were really like they really loved the whole idea. I'm so. a wood coin fan. I do. I mean, yeah, the metal ones are. I don't like the cheesy, plasticky metal coins. I like I like either an etched coin or an engraved coin or a wooden coin. Yeah, more so than than cheesy 
race for cash course <laughs> with an egg on the back. Hey, man. But that egg was important. <laughs> it was important. So, the, yeah, the Fallsbrook Center, it's a great spot, great people. And if you go, please make sure you talk to them and tell them that, well, they're going to know why you're there, caching. But yeah. it seems odd. It seems like you're parking in their driveway, their, yeah, their, their front lawn. Right on the road. I was pulling and I'm like, is this it? Like, because I was expecting like a building, yeah. or like a roof yeah, full yeah, building. Pretty much drive to where you think it can't be here and then go a little further. <laughs> yeah. And it's there. And it's like, <coughs> that's a barn. Is this it? Like, is this really it? And then, like, yeah, this is it. So. And they they just want people. And bring your kids. Yeah. You know, they'd love to see your kids. And I'm assuming eventually they're going to have like chickens and goats and, yeah, and, stuff, and like stuff on site. But they're they're just starting. They were somewhere else. They just moved there recently. Oh, I didn't so know. That's, that's their new facility. Facility. So, cool. Yeah. So if you have a chance, go on out. Um, I think that's going to bring us to our. Well, well, we'll do a little mega update, and then you had a, a suggestion for something. Mega to try. update. Um, so let's see. Uh, we just had a planning meeting on Monday night. Yeah, we had a planning meeting. We nailed down the. Uh, for the most part, the vendor and sponsorship stuff, I think that just yep. some tweaking needs to be done. It just seems so funny because it almost seems business-like what we're doing now. You know, but we have responsibilities to pay bills and, and yeah. we, want it, we want it to be well well done and that costs money to do it well done. So we're, it, yeah. it just feels odd to be, but we're going to charge this for that and advertising space and this and that. But Yeah, and that's, all, that's part of the... That's part of how you get money to be able to... Because we could just pick a spot and tell everybody to come and that's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. And it would still be a mega. It would still be a mega, but you kind of want to, I mean, cash up. We do, you know, we want to make things really worth it and nice and that kind of stuff. Um, so the, we did our drop event, which, yeah, you're probably right. It wasn't necessarily the best name to give it, given the fact people that... People were dropping their... Um, their coins and bugs into the event. Um, but yes, Last Sussex... Last Sussex. Last Sunday. I remember Last Sussex like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, in Sussex, it's Smitty's. Thank you, Ted Agusher, for the location. It was a it was a perfect spot. Nice big room. Lots of room for people to come to. Cash Emporium had their table set up. Uh, I think they sold like all their bugs that they had. They sold a whole ton of like the travel bugs. So were tape. people actually activating them right there? Well, or? they were. Cause there was there was t- uh, two people who bought four tags and put them on their stuff right there, activated them on their phone, and then gave them to, you? Gave them to me yeah. in the red bucket. Um, but we got a whole bunch, so I think, as of today, there are 48 bugs in the race. Um, so if you do have one that you want to get to us, you can uh, you can mail it directly to the event. Uh, it's on the MaritimeMega.com website on the TV race. Um, I think also in Fredericton, for the come out and play events, yeah, uh, Gwen's going to be picking up a few. And yeah. if you happen to run into, you know, like myself or Ken or anybody that's working on the mega, um, you can give their your trackables to us. The big thing that we were trying to enforce was they have to be activated, but no mileage. Um, so do not drop them. Yeah, anywhere. Now the thing is, is that we kind of because there were some issues with people doing that at this event in Sussex. Um, if you do end up with mileage, we're just gonna we're just gonna cancel that mileage off of the total distance. We'll subtract it at the end of the race. Yeah. So we prefer it to have no mileage, nope. but but if it does, it, we're gonna we're gonna take care of it. So and every one of them that does go is gonna have all the exact same mileage. It'll be from Albuquerque, New Mexico. It'll be yeah. It'll be from wherever you dropped it to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now there could be a few. Call- if someone dropped it in Sussex, dropped it in Moncton, yeah. it'd be. Fifty kilometers difference. Yeah, yeah exactly. That thing, but 
But yeah, it's they're all traveling from Albuquerque, New Mexico from the week of January 19th. There's going to be an event there, uh, probably held by the locals. I've been in touch with one of them, and we're going to uh, coordinate an event. And I'm going to bring probably all the bugs that I can bring, all the ones that I currently have. In any it's going to be an interesting suitcase when you go through customs. Well, it's going to be a checked bag. It'll be a checked bag. <laughs> It'll be a checked bag. And... Um, and then they'll all get launched from there, and we'll see how many make it back. I'm kind of hoping. I, I've been doing a little bit of digging. So I, sh- I shouldn't make a travel bug with, like, a joint or some cocaine yeah. in it. No bullets, <laughs> no knives, no guns, none of that foolishness. I've had, I've had a spoon that had a, a pointed edge. I've had that one go through in a bag I brought through in my carry-on, and I've had it uh, checked by the security screener. Have to look at it, see what it was. He saw the bag, and I said, it's a bag of toys. That's the way I described it. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. And he let it go through. He didn't, he wasn't, but I, I've heard the story There's of a guy. a lot of toys out there you could use. <laughs> Have you ever stepped on a piece of Lego? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Have you seen my living room? <laughs> yes. And that could be considered a torture device. There was. There's a story of a guy who had a travel bug that um, he brought, I don't know if he was going through the U.S. I think he was coming back from uh, Europe. And it was a, uh, it was a bullet with a tag on it, and he had thrown it in with a bunch of other bugs, and he'd gotten it from an event or something, and it went through the scanner, and they detected it, and they kept saying, "Do you have any guns? Do you have any ammunition?" And he kept saying, "No," and they're like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And it was a big ordeal about the fact that he had this bullet, and it wasn't, it apparently it had nothing in it, but it was still a. a I don't problem. know how you could attack, attach, attach a tag. To a bullet. I have no without idea. drilling through some part I have, of it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know this, the whole story. That's, I just remember reading the guy saying that it was a bullet TB. And he had to fill out all this paperwork, and it was a big hoopla. So they're like, you know, next time you bring your large bugs back from somewhere, make sure you look through that there's nothing really... <laughs> I, I, I would say something, but this is a family-friendly. But I can think of a few devices... <laughs> That you could attach a travel bug tag to that would be embarrassing for you to bring through if they scanned it. <laughs> what is that? Why do you have so many of those? <laughs> um, you might figure out what I'm talking about. I don't know. So the trackable race is... Well, by the time you hear this, the official deadline will have passed. Because December 1st yes. was our official deadline. Um, but if you do happen to run into myself or Rev or... Uh, before Shadow, you go. Before I hit uh, Albuquerque in January, feel free to uh, to get yeah. them to us. Um, so the other two things. Calendar contest is still going on. Yep. I haven't checked the uh, the submissions lately to see what's uh, what's in there, but be taking your pictures, put them on Instagram. Are we going to have like a whole calendar of Tedagusha pictures? We might. I, I mentioned that would be a sweet. I, I mentioned at the event, uh, the event on Sunday that you know we were going to screen the the pictures because we didn't want to put you know pictures of thirty five millimeter canisters with Cashup NB on the calendar. <laughs> and then uh, Curious by Nature made a nice little jab about Tedagusers, which was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, keep those coming. If you don't have an Instagram account, then get a friend. I think of we'll yours get lots at the end. And yeah. when it gets closer, people start really getting in the mood. I think <coughs> next spring and summer. Before the event, people are really, it's going to kick yeah. in. Like, it's um, a month away, and I'm, I know I'm going now. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I will mention, we haven't really said anything about it, but in the new year, we will be starting at some point, probably February, maybe March, um, the card auction. So you can mm-hmm. bid on a card to get your picture, your logo, or whatever you want on the, on the card. And uh, so keep your eye out for that. Um, hopefully we'll... 
have something interesting to sort of advertise that kind of thing. So. Yeah, that and um, we're going to be looking for people to uh, hide caches and, and, and do events. I know that most of us, I'll call it the organizing committee, there's only half a dozen of us, really don't want to take on any personal... I don't want to be hosting a breakfast that weekend. We, you know, we... I'm going to be going, doing things, making sure this is working, that's working. But we would love for people yeah. who really want to be involved, in hint, to say, okay, I'll host a breakfast, where can I host it? Or they might have a spot, or I'll do the, this type of event, or I'll do that event. And just so we can say, okay, that event's being handled by such and such. Yeah. And we really, really want to get everybody involved that wants to be involved. Please step up if you want, and, and let us know we're going to use you. <coughs> Yeah, we will be, I mean, even outside of that, when it comes time, we're going to be asking for volunteers for the event date. We are going to need people to go around. Like, so. We're going to need, we're going to need uh, our, our bilingual interpreters. We're going to need our, our people that just help. We think we have all our first aid people and, and our food people and stuff like that. But there's things like, like, who's going to man the TV deck? Like the, the, we need the, someone at the so TV to do, table. To do ta TV table and registrations and... You know, uh, we're gonna need help giving out the bags, bag. like everything. Big. There's there's yeah. there's volunteers for everything, volunteers for the sessions because we're gonna be in the new year. Really? Gonna be looking for people that are into what kinds of things do you want to learn about at the mega? Do you want to? Yeah. You know, or do, do you, you have a session you want to yeah, present? Exactly. If if there's something you know you you really you're really into underwater basket weaving, you can do a session on that. Duct tape artwork. <laughs> there you if go. You can make a swan out of duct tape, and you want to show people how to do it. <laughs> Just all kinds of. You stuff. know. So we wanna we wanna engage everybody but getting back to the events like we, we want to have as many satellite events as we can leading up to as, the as many as as cash tech will approve <laughs> that right. that is but true. i mean they were really good with the first one and they know what's going on and as long as we're not having events for the sake of having events to yeah like one every hour hey let's go to the one o'clock event let's go to the two o'clock event let's go they won't allow that but they realize that if there's going to be hundreds of people in moncton on sunday morning yeah. We can't all go to the same breakfast. Yeah, it's true. We can't all go to the same restaurant. We are going to have to split people up and ask people to please try to register and and not moosters can't handle three hundred people. Yeah, they just a, can't. Yeah. But there's lots of restaurants that can't. Montana's now does a breakfast. Yep. Huge, large restaurant, great food, good spot. That's a good place to have one, right? Yeah. So whether it be because I mean we've had some ideas of some of some little things that we could do. Uh, we were talking about like a little hike on the trail, uh, Dobson Trail, and there was. A, and if anybody has an idea, like please. just just tell us, say, hey, you yeah. know, what if we did this as to to promote the mega at the the bug event on Sunday? Uh, people were asking. There was, uh, I think it was uh, Dorothy from Team Bike Fast was yeah. asking. So when are we going to start hearing about uh, satellite events? And I'm like, okay, well, geez, it's not even the new year, and people are. Already you don't asking. have to live in Moncton to host an event here. <laughs> no, and that's just you. It. You want to come down and do one. The other thing, too, is, though, um, a lot of Megas have Road to the Mega events. So there could be, like, Road to the Mega from St. John, Road to the Mega from Halifax, Road to the Mega from Miramichi. You just want to have, you know, for people that are coming in from different areas uh, that are getting psyched up for the Mega, you can draw them in that week. So yeah. just lots of lots of things we can be doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we don't want to do it all. We, no. We want to make, we want to. We want to organize and be make sure everything is done properly, but we certainly don't have the manpower or the interest to do it all ourselves. That's no, sure. it's just with with all the things. I mean, we're we kind of knew that there was a lot of stuff that had to be done, and it's just as you were saying before, like even this business stuff, which 
isn't typically what we would normally yeah. do, yeah. we still we have to consider that. Which is, I think, one last thing I will say on the mega. Um, before we can do your little forum topic, if you'd like to t- chat about that. Yeah. Um, one last thing that I will mention um, has to do with the mega registration. And basically it's, you know, we know that everybody, no matter who you are, uh, anybody who's a geocacher, or even if you're not a geocacher and you're learning about geocaching or you just want to see what's going on, the, the event is obviously free. You can come to the event at no charge. And you can um, sign the logbook. Sign the logbook. Um, but I can't, and I'm not trying to beg for money, but I do kind of want to make uh, a point to say that, you know, when you sign up for a registration and you purchase a registration and you purchase a coin or a shirt or whatever, um, any of the money that comes in from that uh, that doesn't pay directly for merchandise, that goes towards things that we want to do at the event. You know, we want to be able to to say, just as an example, say we want to give away a, a GPS that like the uh, 64, a GPS map 64. If we want to give that away as a prize, somebody's got to pay for that. So that has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And so it's things like registrations and donations and that sort of thing that really helps. Um, so if you can, it's only 10 bucks. It's not that much money. You've got lots of time. You can it does save. give you a swag bag. It gives you a swag bag. It gives you your uh, your little name on a... That, that's, that's something I don't want to interrupt. No. For the swag bag. If anybody out there has mm. a business, I don't care if it's personal business... <laughs> To a certain point, we're not going to take certain types of businesses, of course. But if you want to put something in our swag bags, and you've got 200 or something, or 500 or something, and you want to donate it, and we'll put it in random bags if we don't have enough. If we have enough, we'll put it in every bag. Yeah. We really don't know if every bag will be identical. They're all going to have the program. They're all going to have the certain things. But some of them could be different than others. Maybe... As part Keep of on. one of the contests that we do, you know, you know the, the the bingo card type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. One of them is swap a bag item with somebody from that has a different item in there. Oh, bag. that's a neat idea. So I like that one. If yeah. you've gone and found someone, say, listen, I've got a pencil from Canadian Tire, and I don't want it. What do you have? And I have this from Ultramar. Then you swap, and it's yep. okay, and you sign each other's paper. You did a yep. bag swap. Yeah. But if you have something that you want to put in there, other than just your business card, we don't want a thousand business cards. But if you have something that you want to give out from your company or anything along those lines, and even if it's only 50 of them, stuff we can throw in the yep. bag, we'll gladly take it and throw it in bags. It just it makes the bags better. It gets your your product, if you want, out there. And and one thing, so since you brought that up, one thing I, I can mention, too, is that because we've been starting to talk about what's going to go in the bag, and, I mean, a lot of people have been to Omega, a lot of people have gotten the bag, and a lot of people know what they take from the bag that they keep and what gets thrown out. So what I would say to anybody who's listening is what would you like to see in a swag bag that you would actually use or what you would actually want? And you know, to be cheap. <laughs> You're only paying $10 for the whole bag. But, you know, but, I mean, you never know. So, like, if someone said, well, you know, because coupons and stuff, some people use them, some people toss them. But, you know, like, well, hey, I'd love a, a brand-new GPS. Well, okay, that's not going to happen. Um, you never know. If you sell enough, <laughs> one lucky bag. One lucky bag gets a GPS. Um, but those kinds of things, like, well, you know, it would be nice. I know that when I go to this mega, I get this little thing, and I really think that's cool. And, and maybe we can try to incorporate some of those ideas. And there into will, like a birthday, if you ever been to a kid's birthday party and you have a lucky plate or a lucky bag, we are going to have a a thing that's for registered members in the program, um, looking like a, a QR code type yeah. contest where you bring your thing to a 
a table and scan it, and if you happen to have, because we're just, this is going to be randomly put in there, a bag that won a prize, you could win a prize with your registration. Yeah. And it could be anything from a GPS to... A nano. A nano. <laughs> to, to a bag of log sheets. It could be anything, you know? So... We'll... we'll, we'll so that's a little bit of an enticement to register. And it helps us plan and, and know that we're going to have the funds to pay for what we need to pay for. Cause yeah, because, I mean, we can, we can pay for the venue. We, we have, we've secured the venue, and we, we have other things that we know we can pay for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the more money we bring in, obviously the more people come, the more money. Yeah, the, it would be the, awesome the to give away two or three GPS units and, yeah, like, and, and some stuff from some of the geo. There's going to be two or three vendors, and if we end up with $500... Cash at the end of the day extra. We go to those vendors and buy a product. Yeah, from, exactly. Throw in to get so it supports them and it makes it the things yeah, better. Yeah, I, I really right? like that idea. And another thing is, any money's left over is not going in Cash Up and B's bank account. It's going to be put towards the next mega type thing. Yeah, we're not in it to make money. We're 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 in it to not to lose money. But any money that we uh, that we have left over, just like it was passed on yep. from the last two. It will be passed on. And that that's a really good point to mention the fact that, you know It could be we a thousand dollars, it could be ten thousand, whatever it is. We we'll are we are not in the in the in the business. <laughs> it won't be ten thousand. <laughs> we're not in the business of making money for us. We are in, in the business of trying to bring in whatever we can to make the mega as best as it can be and yeah. whatever's left over you know, it goes in trust. Well, it's to not going to be like gift four. bags that. Have you ever heard about the gift bags like at the Grammys and stuff yeah, that they get? Yeah, no. It was like iPads in them <laughs> and and a bottle of champagne, like a five hundred dollar bottle of champagne. That's not going to happen. R- remind me when we're done. I think I can. Uh, I think I can get us an iPad for free to give away, brand new. That would be sweet. I, I think I can. I can muster that. We'll we'll have a chat about that. Is it used? No, it's not used. Well, you did say brand yeah, new. Brand, brand Maybe spanking. I can work out like a whiskey <laughs> bottle, a bottle of whiskey yeah. as a prize type thing. Is that um, enough? So let's 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 go to your uh, your form topic. Yeah, what do we have for time here? Yeah. So people know what's going on. Uh, Although they can look at their own time. Uh, we're at an, we're just over the hour, hour, so we have probably five ten five, minutes. Five, five, five minutes. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up. We I do this a lot. We do this a lot. Uh, the day before the day of our podcast, so go look for quick little subjects, and we go to uh, geocaching.com, and we actually go into their forums. Uh, for those who haven't used forums, some people love them, some people don't. But if you Talk go, to you, Pa. <laughs> yeah, Paul loves his form. But you go to, um, when, you, when you're on your profile page, when you first go up in community, and you scroll down, you can see discussion forums. They also have a blog there as well, uh, which is very interesting. It's just a blog style, yep. and it's the same stuff that's in the emails that they yep. send out if you subscribe to them. But if you go to community up top, discussion forums, and it brings up all the different subjects. And if you go through the ACGA, this is the stuff. The old MGA is the stuff. Yeah. We're different, and we know we are, and we want to be. But there's all kinds of different things. There's Canadian forms. There's, there's ones about travel blogs, geocoins, the website, using an iPhone, using an Android, using a Windows phone. There's a Mega. There's an M3. There's, there's a Mega one in there a, with an M3 form. We're going to have our own form on we, this page. It is in there now. It you is could in go, there now. You could go in there yeah. now, actually. So there's all kinds of different, different subjects. Um, the only thing about this that I'll warn people is... <laughs> it's not as bad as YouTube, but sometimes it can get close. Oh, it's, it's it can be very volatile. A lot very of opinions, volatile. and we all know what geocachers are like. We're all a little different. We're all a little weird. But there's a lot of subjects in here, and I'm just I'm just going to read off a few here. Um, and I clicked into one by mistake, and it just happened to be one put out by our good friends Ma and Pa. 
But there's one about new versus old geocaching. People discussing how it was when it started sure. and how it is now. We've talked about that. That still comes up. Um, challenge caches. Signing your own. That's the subject. People are talking about it. Dummy GPSs. Don't know what that is. Where to get them. I don't know what a dummy, dummy GPS is. I could go in there and find out. How do you solve mystery caches? Caches that break the saturation hole. Mon Pa put that in there because they do have one that does. That's true. But there's a very wide, deep river in between it. That's a hundred and some meters apart. I found both sides of that cache. Actually, they might even have two. They have Skadook River and they have one at the Shediak River. And it was like 40 meters when the bridge was out. Now there's a bridge in there. Oh, I know where you're talking about. So yeah, they, yeah. Have, they have at least two that are less than the required minimum. But again, that's a guideline. It's not a hard, fast rule. It's a guideline. And... Uh, some of the we talked to Roy and, and Cash Drone about this in the past, and they'll give or take on a few feet if it makes sense. Yeah. But if you're just jamming them down a trail, they're going to make you stick to it. Yeah. But absolutely. if you're trying to squeeze one in at a corner because of a monument, and there's one 153 meters away, they might let you get away with it because of the situation. You can always ask your reviewer. Um, do nanos need a size? There is no size for nanos. It's other. Yes, and I've been. I've read that. I don't think nanos need a size. No, you no. think it should be other. If I think it should be other, because people, if if it's other, you don't know what you're looking for. And nanos aren't hard. Nanos are meant to be hard. Nanos aren't supposed to jump right out at you. That's nanos true. are hard. I don't think they need a size. That just gives it away. Oh, I'm looking for a nano. <coughs> I think. All right, That's my opinion. There you go. Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> um, is there a, G, a ground speak set of rules for raiding di a difficulty in terrain for events? Don't know if there is or not. Event? Yeah. They got one called linked multicaches. I'm not sure what that means. Linking different multicaches. Someone's asking the question. Uh, reviewers reviewing your difficulty in terrain. They could mm. ask you. Um, it does ask you now to confirm if it's a wheelchair. If you said yeah, it's a wheelchair. I remember that. They will ask you. But um, if you put a cache and you describe about how you have to climb through this ravine and then climb down with your set of rappelling gear and then scuba dive <laughs> into a cave... Right? And then fight off the Aztecs when you get there. Right? Like Indiana Jones, I think, and you rated as a one and a half. Yeah. They're probably going to question you. So, sometimes I guess they could. Uh, premium member only cash. That's always coming up. Oh, yeah. Can you charge a fee to locate a cash? And yes. If Technically, you, you can. To, not, not to find the cash. I can't tell you. Location I can't tell you, give me five bucks to find my cash. But, you know, I could set up. Put one on my front lawn and sit there and charge a fee. Five dollars to find my cash. I don't think that would fly. People would tell you off and drive away. But if you have to get into Funday Park, as an example. So yeah. You do, right? Uh, so there's a lot of stuff on there that you can you can come in here and review. You can argue. You can fight. You can read. The moderators have been around a long time. Yes. You'll see well. Keystone. You'll yeah, see Mountain Bike. You'll see, every once in a while, you'll see Miss Jen. You'll see... Um, even, I think, Jeremy, once in a while, will, will wade into things, but he tends to stay out of it. Um, and one of the things, too, that you will find on the forum as well, like, as Ken was saying, there's there's one specific to the apps, like the iPhone and Android apps, and the Windows apps. There's one in there that contains the release notes, so every time they make an update to the yes. website, it has the full list of what was changed. So if all of a sudden you go on one day and you're like, okay, well, that wasn't there before, what exactly does that mean? You can go into the release notes. That's something we should, every time there's a new change... We should put a story in with the release notes. Well, I, I the last time we did a big one, I did actually put yeah, as, a, as a quickie app. a little release notes. Because, yeah, maybe it should be. There's uh, one called. La, la, are you done? No, yeah, I'm done. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just. I, I I'm getting carried away. 
Um, lousy containers. <laughs> Interesting all, topic. Yeah, one the biggest topic in here is is uh, pictures of of cool containers. Oh yeah, that one's and like it, sixty pages or something. Yeah, and long. it's been going for years. Uh, so Geo Woodstock twenty sixteen, people talk about it. the definition of leapfrogging. That came about with the, oh, the the power trails, the power trails, the people skipping them and 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 stuff. Where you find this one, and I'll find the next one, and you and you, you skip each other as you go down the road. Um, but there's also the, the uh, well, I don't know if you would call it leapfrogging, but it's, I don't I don't know what the term is when you like the ET power trail where you don't actually keep the container there. Like you bring a container, then you swap. The container that's hidden with the one you have, sign that one, then swap that one with the next one, and so it's kind of like leapfrogging, but not quite the same. I see you got a, you must have a good one there. Um, so, do you do a series as a team or a group? So, would you go out and split up to do a series, and you guys get this half, and you, this is a subject brought up, and the, the person who brought it up says, we do not separate and look for different caches at the same time. Hmm. But we may not all walk at the same speed and may not all arrive at the next catch at the same time. And uh, the, the, the leapfrogging was brought up by this same person. Um, if you go there, you can see it. He wrote it there. His name's there. Um, we all know him. And, uh, but uh, we've done that where you get the cash and two guys walked in 20 meters and got it. And the other guys will stay in the trail and you show it to them. We just did that like, yeah. a, like a month and they ago. Say, okay, we're going to get up and get a head start looking for the other one. By the time you sign the log, put it back in the tree, get on your bike or walk up, <laughs> you catch up to them and they've got that one and you're standing there with them. Yeah. And it's, you're all there, you all can sign the log, you all have the ability to sign the log. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to put ink to paper myself. If somebody is there to sign as a team or as my name yeah. and I'm right there and I could physically walk over and do it myself, I got no problem signing that log and most of us don't. No. But if I had no, if I could not have physically signed that log with the group, if I could not have walked over there myself, then that's wrong. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I that's, think that's not the way. That's not the mentality of geocaching. That's it's it's not me. the intention of the yeah. cache hider to do that. Or or groundspeak or geocaching yeah, as a whole. Yeah, you find it, you log it. Yeah. Anyway, so go here. There's a lot of stuff to to read. It's very interesting, and some of it's really cool. Some of it's not. I will Some of it's brought up over yeah. and over and over and over again. I will say that for myself, when it comes to the Groundspeak forum, I tend to lurk. So I will do a lot of reading, but not as much posting. Yeah. And it's mainly because there's so much volatility on there. I've commented on certain things with my own opinion, and then had, pardon me for saying it, my ass handed to me. Like, people just lose yeah. it. And it's like, okay, you know what, I don't want to be... In, in that hostile environment. Yeah. Um, I'll go and support someone and say, yeah, I agree, this is a yeah, good idea. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was, somebody actually mentioned the fact that uh, geocaching was briefly mentioned on the Amazing Race Canada. I, and you had, you chimed in on that. Thread. I went in just to let everybody know exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. Not, uh, no, no, there was no speculation. There was some, and I just wanted to sort it out and say, yeah. yes, we did this. The ones you saw weren't just laid down yeah. on, the, on the ground. That was for, all for filming. Yeah. They walked out, the cache was and they filmed it. These caches were actually hidden in the woods, hanging in trees or under roots. Or and you know, I, I would I would have bet that had they actually gone to find them, they probably would have shown them like maybe digging the container out, but I bet you they would have mixed that with the B roll oh, just yeah, to give you a yeah. better look of the yeah, container exactly. and that stuff. So they wanted to make sure they had good footage of somebody finding the cache. Yeah. Because they may not have been able to get it the day out because people could have been running and yeah. dropping and, and they never would have had time to they yeah. just want to grab something, close it, and ran. They wouldn't have been able to see what it looks like inside, see the actual yeah. stuff. So, 
Anyway, that's all I get to say. I just most people know about the forums. It's yep. interesting. We go there for topics every once in a while to yep. bring up in the podcast. I usually do. Yeah, you usually you, go every You time. make your stuff that you want to talk about, and then I find another yep. an off-topic that I can piss somebody off about. <laughs> so if you have a chance, go there. Just be mindful of the uh, the people who lose it. There's trolls. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Tadagushi's post yeah, or something? I can't, I can't play it because there's a language warning. Okay. So that's and Misha was out, and he said, it's really snowy on some road. Okay. Tonight. Well, it is snowing. Yeah, I saw. Well, it was it was not great driving from uh, from the Calgary. No, I Park. probably I probably wouldn't have gone back and founded caches back in the Star Trek series tonight with these <laughs> roads. Oh, as long as you take your time, you're fine. But no, they'll still be there when the snow melts. All right, so I think that's probably going to wrap we us up. We were worried about time. Look yeah, at we were. Talk. Yeah, we're we're at just over uh, an hour fifteen, so we're we're good to go. Um, can't say whether or not we'll get one in. Again, before I can't the see before Christmas. Probably not. Uh, just mainly December, Christmas time. We'll talk about all our geo... I haven't gotten a geocaching Christmas gift in years. <laughs> um, I'm not getting a GPS for Christmas. Tamara was very clear on that. I'm like, all right, because I am... I'm really pondering uh, replacing mine, but I, I don't want to spend the money. And I almost like I'm really close to buying that 62S. Yeah. I don't need a 64. 62 is more than enough for me. Yeah. I, I just uh, want to get away from my... Oh, and you have a subject here on Cash Up about touchscreens and buttons. I haven't yeah. read in yet. Yeah. I'm going to be writing up my piece on why I think buttons are so much better. Oh, are you? Okay, cool. I'm trying cool. to think of one advantage a touchscreen has over buttons. Okay. Is there an advent, a pure, straight-up advantage to having a touchscreen? The button can't break off. Yeah, but the screen the is screen, a, but the, the screen's a lot more delicate. Yeah, I, 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 but one button breaks, you can still use the GPS. <laughs> maybe. But if the screen breaks, but nothing I, works. I, 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 I cannot agree. think of one pure advantage other than you can touch it with your thumb or your finger that really gives you an edge over having the buttons. But the buttons can clearly give you edges over the touchscreen. Yeah, because it's probably and like it's like I said in that article, it's more user choice. And it, see, I went from my first three years having a button, and then I went to a touchscreen. I can't wait to go back to a button GPS. Yeah, it was just so much quicker and so. And I, I could go beep 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 with my thumb without even looking at the GPS. The and thing get, and the thing that drove me nuts up. that drives me nuts about the screen on the organ, and it might be just the type of screen it is, is the fact that. You know, I'm always like tap, tap, trying to get the freaking, if I want to yeah. click on a particular one, whereas with the button ones, use a joystick and move the arrow, and the arrow's just click and you're done. And trying to touch a, a specific thing on a touch screen, or, or scrolling yeah. the screen. Yeah. You start to scroll the screen, all of a sudden, oh, you want to drop a pin here? Yeah. It drives me crazy. And I'd rather just take my little thing and move up. So move away, yeah. yeah. I'm going to put a post on that, of course, because that's something that is near and dear to me, because I've been there and done that, and I want my buttons back. You, you could, that's what you could call it. I want my buttons back. I want my buttons back, baby. <laughs> so we'll probably talk in the new year. We'll see, well, I guess, when uh, in January or whenever it ends up being. We'll uh, be full on the middle of Battle Cache. So it's not just Scrabble Cache, everyone. Remember, there's Battle Cache as well. There is a there is a link on the website now, a little uh, advertisement that uh, was given for it. So Yeah, we, don't, we didn't talk about the Battle Cache much because we're, we're kind of not... Hosting. It, yeah, so. but you know what? It's it's still it's another contest. Um, yep. You know the guy from PH uh, Chuck from PhD hosting it again. Yeah, we a great support job. him one hundred percent with everything. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic contest. Lots of people enjoy it. And contrary to what some might think, because I have been told this, it is not a Nova Scotia contest. 
It's called Atlantic Battle Cash, meaning anybody from Atlantic Canada can play it. Yeah. So there's no reason why, if you're from New Brunswick, you can't play Battle Cash. Try it out. Lots of people have fun. A lot of the seasoned cashers love it and really enjoy it. So try it out, and yeah, you know what? Now that we're doing Scrabble Cash, you could you could fire your shots and get your letters with the same code. And you know what? Maybe if, if Scrabble works as well as we hope, maybe we could approach Dexter having a Nova Scotia link to it too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't. It really won't change the code or no, anything. No, no, no. And it may attract more Nova Scotia cashers to come to Cash Up and visit us. Yeah. Even though we're Cash Up NB. Yeah, sure. It's still interesting. It's always good to yeah. uh, to expand a little. So, so yeah. All right, so have a, I'm going to say it, Merry Christmas yeah. or Happy Hanukkah or whatever it is you celebrate this time of year, or if you don't, then enjoy the snow. Bah humbug. <laughs> uh, happy New Year, and uh, we'll talk to you in the New Year.